Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. What is this? Hey! Hey! <laughs> Hi, everybody. What are we doing? Why are we here? Uh, why is any of us here? Ah, uh, who can say? Mm-hmm. My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched Prisoners! 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 Where are your sisters? I can't find them. Anna? Joy? Wait, I checked the entire house. They're not here. Dad, there was this RV and they were playing on it. There was, there, we thought there was someone inside. You wait here. I couldn't find them! Detective Loki. Do you have children, detective? I'm going to find your daughters. Uh, prisoners. Hey. Prisoners. Hey. Big thank you. Hey. Big thank you to Ricky Pickles. Thank oh, you, hell Ricky. yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a name. Ricky mm. Pickles. Thank you so much. Ricky Pickles gave us a list of movies, and we chose Prisoners because... Why did we choose Prisoners, Tom? Um, I don't know. We got a list of stuff. So we picked Prisoners. Yeah. Because it's a good movie? Because this movie rules? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, this is the huge... The huge Ackman. Huge Ackman. Huge Ackman. Uh-huh. Being uh, just as grizzled as fuck. Uh, real, well... real, real hardcore libertarian. <laughs> yes. Um, and he's just doing Wolverine, like the voice. Basically. Um, He's I mean, just well, yeah. he's he's alternate reality Wolverine. Yeah. Uh it's got Terrence Howard, Viola Davis, it's got Paul Dano, Dano, whatever. Uh Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. It, it it's um Melissa uh, Leo. Denise Villeneuve. It's uh <laughs> Denis Villeneuve. Yeah, it's the director of um Dennis Villeneuve. <laughs> yeah. Director of Dune, man. Uh yeah. if people haven't seen this movie, this is this is kind of like this director. I wish this is his best movie, right? I, it might be. Yes. The, the, yeah. The, well, I really like this. To me, this is the. Um, so first of all, I didn't realize this is the same year as Enemy, which is wild, wild to me. Enemy feels earlier, but yeah. this. And in fact, I think Enemy technically came out later. This is around. So what happened with this director? In my opinion. As he was making some wild shit, um, some very ground, well, grounded's the wrong word, but like human stories. And then he did Arrival, which I like Arrival. Yeah, Arrival was good. Arrival was good. I watched it again recently. And then Hollywood was like, mm, let's give you all the stuff. So then he got Blade Runner. He got Dune. He's doing Cleopatra. And Prisoners is the type of movie that's like, I hope, I hope he comes back to this. Me too. Yeah, this is a really expertly made uh crime thriller mystery thriller 
Yeah, he he kind of I'm realizing he's like Christopher Nolan without the bullshit uh, in his style. I mean, where like he chooses simpler stories. Yes. Like even Arrival, I would argue, is a simpler story than right, the bullshit not, that Christopher Nolan tries to pull. Yeah, it's not as even Arrival is not as plot driven. Yeah. Um, like you look at Tenet and you're like, it, it, like Christopher Nolan often makes movies where it feels like a kid inventing a board game. Yeah. Where it's all these rules and like things and you're like, I can't keep up, man. Right. And, um, the, main, and the main character is just a flat plank of wood floating down this river. <laughs> yeah. And look, like, I love a lot of Christopher Nolan. Yeah, so do um, I. So do I. And he has made, yeah, I don't know. Christopher Nolan has made great films. Nobody can take that away from him. It's just, I think uh, he gets, he, he has never been terribly good at human stories. And like Denis Villeneuve feels like he has that ability. Yes. And he also just keeps it a little simpler. Yeah. Uh, and so um, my point was, is that this kind of reminds me of Insomnia in that it's, it's like his one movie that's just like a movie, you know, that's just like, yeah, we're, I'm just doing like a crime movie. Uh, you know, well, like, no one has Dunkirk, which is just like a war movie. Oh, that's true. Well, I would argue a war movie is very big. Yeah, that's like true. it's war. Like uh, you know what I mean, where it's but like it's not the, like again, it's not high concept. But yeah, I, I I see what you're saying. They're comparable directors only because their tones are similar, but they're not. You know, you can tell the difference between right. Their yeah, movies. They're, but beyond that, they're not at all similar. It's just I think no. I think we made the comparison because they're both directors that started out making very auspicious films that then got recruited by the Hollywood machine, and now they're cranking out blockbusters. Yeah. Also, I would say that they do look. Like there's there's similarities in their style, you know, like sure. everything. Their color tones are often the same. Um, they're both very serious in their the you know yeah in how they present the films. Um, anyway, we don't have to talk about that. Uh, Prisoners is um. So I guess if you haven't seen it, go fucking see it. Go watch it. It's um, been it's on Hulu. It's been on Hulu forever. Um, oh, I watched it on Blu-ray. Oh yeah, if, if you own, it. own it, it, yeah, that's the best way. Um, but if you have a Hulu subscription, it's it's there. Just watch yeah. it. It's good. So it's, it's very good. Yeah, it's Wolverine torturing the Riddler. Um, it, sure. Yeah. <laughs> it is that. <laughs> so it's uh, it's about two fathers. Um, one of them is, yeah, clearly like a doom prepper libertarian type. Uh, and, um, and the other they, one is just very suburban. Like they, there's a... All right. Yeah, I'll, they're I'll, neighbors. I'll, sa- I'll save that. I'll save that. Let's just get through the plot first. Right. They're they're, they're circums they're like circumstantial friends. It feels like like they live down the street. Like it feels like um they probably met through their kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's just all I was gonna say is we we very quickly see the difference between the two families just by looking at their houses. Yes. Um. And so th- it's Thanksgiving, and they're all getting together. And they both have two, they both have like two pairs of kids the same age. Yeah. Uh, they got like teen kids and then they got two little girls. Um, and uh, they go for a walk. They see a camper uh, and then they're just hanging out doing Thanksgiving. The kid, the two little girls are, they want to, one of them wants to show the other her emergency whistle. She lost and it. She wants to find it. Find it. And they're like, yeah, take your brother with you. And they don't, they don't ask the brother they go off on their own and they go missing and sure it's do about 
this uh, five, six day period in which these two kids are missing. And um, Hugh Jackman goes, let's say, off the rails. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is Detective Loki, the trickster detective mm-hmm. who uh, is assigned to the case. Um, and they get an immediate suspect um, named Alex Jones. Yep, his name is <laughs> Alex Jones. Paul Dano, who is clearly a fucking weirdo uh and like seems to sort of know like he runs when the cops first show up he says something very suspicious to hugh jackman he says they they only cried when i left him yeah uh and so like and he has the mind of a 10 year old is how they put it so like he's not really very good communicator but he seems to know something the cops can't do anything though because there's absolutely no evidence Mm-hmm. So um, they let him go, to which Hugh Jackman kidnaps him uh, and begins to torture him in an old, uh, his, his father's o- old apartment complex. Ter- he brings Terrence Howard involved into it, yeah. and he's sort of like way less into not it. not cool with it, yeah. No, Viola Davis, his wife, kind of like pushes it a little bit, um, because the whole idea is like, think of our daughters mm-hmm. um even, i would do anything for this they even to, put up a picture of the daughters next yeah. to the little cell that they build for paul dano they're just beating his ass dousing him with alternately scalding and freezing water it's they make they it very brutal they, they, they don't they show, like, show much but it's it's what it's still brutal it's like seven where it's the brutality even though it's mostly off screen is still pretty well it's, it's not a light movie no they do a part <laughs> so. where it, the wife Viola Davis takes off like the the mat the 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 bag on Paul Dano's head, yeah, and he is just unrecognizable because he's been beaten so bad. So yeah. they show they show enough to know like this yeah. is horrible. Yeah. Um, and Hugh Hugh is doing most of the beating. He is I think he's spiraling. Doing, he's doing all of it. Like Terrence yeah, Howard Terrence is, is holding like holding him. him. That's yeah. very that's very uh, deliberate. Yeah. And it's about, yeah, it, it's about a lot of things, but Hugh Jackman basically is spiraling into this brutality in the name of his daughter. Meanwhile, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is having his own, like, true detective adventure. Yeah. Where he's finding all sorts of weirdos. Yeah. Uh, just all the weirdos. One of, one of the cool things about this movie is that it's almost two movies. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's two completely different storylines about the same mystery. Yeah. This this movie implements two Batman weirdos. Uh, sure. What's his name? Polka Dot Man? Yeah, yes. David Desmalkian. Yeah. And Paul Dano, who's basically kind of doing the Riddler uh, a little uh, bit. He's more innocent uh, acting. Yeah, he's a... Yeah. But this town is just... It's, this town is haunted by these... Uh, abductions. Like, it's, abductions. There's been like, it's been going on for like... There's like 20 years, I think, of a couple of unsolved abductions in the area. And Jake Gyllenhaal is trying to solve the actual case while Hugh Jackman is torturing Paul Dano. (laughs) He's just annihilating Paul Dano. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, this is where we get into spoilers. Um, It's very true detective, I would argue. Oh, yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal puts together this web web of suspects that turns out that... The, uh, several of them are actually victims, mm-hmm. and it's the aunt of Paul Dano who, with her husband, was abducting kids because, quote, they wanted to, I think they're pro-Satan? 
They wanted, they wanted to fight God. They wanted to wage war on God. They lost their son yeah. to cancer. Yeah, and so they were creating uh, demons by essentially stealing children from parents and turning them into, well... Hugh Jackman. You know, Hugh Jackman, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was basically what happens to Hugh Jackman is them winning. As they turn... Turning them into a monster. We learned that Paul Dano is is the first kid they kidnapped. Yes. And so, like, boy, he had it real rough. Uh-huh. Um, Hugh Jackman is the one who first discovers this by going over the aunt's house. Um, and she, uh, boy, he comes what he thinks is prepared and immediately <laughs> things go bad for him. Uh, she takes out a gun. She makes him drug himself. She puts has him put on hair, handcuffs, and we reveal that like she has this car in the driveway that we've been near several times that has a hole under it. So she throws yeah, her Hugh got Jackman a in the hole. lamb's pit underneath there. Yeah, and now you she know. has one one free Hugh Jackman that's yeah. free. Yeah, she's just gonna keep him keep him in there. Yep, and yeah. that's where she had the little girls. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal shows up. Because they find... Um, he finds Paul Dano. Paul Dano. And Jake Gyllenhaal quickly realizes that this woman is uh, is the kidnapper as yeah. well. Yeah, he notices a piece of... There's mystery threads tying together details that we don't really have the time to go all into. But he Yeah, notices I'm not going to yeah. explain all of the things. Yeah. He notices basically that the necklace of her husband is a maze, which was drawn... By Polka Dot Man, which also... Um, was on a dead body in a priest's basement. A d- it's a whole yeah. fucking thing. But anyway. And the priest said this... Again, it's very true detective. Yeah. Very true detective. Um, and so, like... I mean, we'll get into it. But yeah. So, the uh, Hugh Jackman is buried in this hole. He finds his daughter's whistle that she was looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal her, rescues... Her, her emergency whistle that he made... He got for her and made her carry. That's important. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal rescues the daughter, becomes the hero, um, and then they're just like, the ending scene is they're at the crime scene, they're digging stuff up, but it's winter at this point. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and everybody is packing it in for the night, and um, they're just like, yeah, I guess Hugh Jackman ran away because, you know, he was caught torturing Paul Dano. They just assume he left. He bailed, yeah. And Jake Gyllenhaal's just sitting there in the yard, and the last shot is you faintly hear the whistle blowing, and Jake Gyllenhaal like looks around, and he's like, "What the fuck is that?" And then the movie ends. Yep. Uh, beautiful, beautiful movie. It's a solid, um, solid film. <laughs> extremely solid film. Yeah. I don't. I we didn't say how do we like it, but it seems like we both qu- very much like this movie. Oh yeah, I love this movie. I said up I top, love this I think movie. it's I think it's Villeneuve's ba- best movie. Oh, I fucking um, love it. It's, this movie mm. is so fucking good. And yeah. here, here's what it is for me, personally, is we have this like moral tale with Hugh Jackman, right? Mm-hmm. And that sounds like that's the plot. But like you said, this movie is two different movies, and the other movie is awesome. It's yeah. True Detective. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like a season of True Detective. So there, it's just there's so much here. It's a two and a half hour movie, and uh, like it... it zooms by yeah it really um, does because it's just so dense with all this b- adult detective rainy dark you know bullshit that i yeah. love it's fucking great i was like a, yeah. i was like a pig in slop just kicking my hooves in the air <laughs> watching and every, this. every yeah yeah everybody's doing their best work it's too. so uh, even um Maria Bello, who t- can is is normally pretty hit or miss for me. She she's has, the wife, right? Yeah, she's Hugh Jackman's wife. She's, she's killing the mom. it. She has one scene in particular that is just like 
gives me goosebumps. It's like, God damn, yeah. like everyone's she, like firing on all cylinders in this yeah, movie. She basically reacts to all this the way uh, most parents would, yeah. where she just falls apart. Yeah. Just falls the fuck apart. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's one scene in particular, but there's a couple of really just intense scenes of her breaking apart. And it's- uh, She's so she's, good. She's great in this movie. Yeah, everybody's so fucking good. Paul mm-hmm. Dano, like, poor Paul Dano. Whenever they're like, listen, Paul, we need another weirdo for a film. He's <laughs> like, all right, yep. I got you. That's me, that's me. <laughs> He's made a very good living off of being weirdos. Yeah. Being, and so like they make it so that he's walking this line when you realize later that he is just a maladjusted victim it's like oh that makes so much sense because they show him being like abusive to a dog yeah and like like he he seemed they, they so that's part of the thing of this is because both of the suspects turns out to be victims and what they're like they're pointing out that like it's the war on God. These people are leaving a trail of shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that's the idea is like, look at, like, they win, they're winning by turning these people, essentially. Yeah, by destroying people's faith. Uh, there's a yeah. lot of things at work here. And it, because uh, I mean, obviously, there's a the lot, title... but it never, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, it never feels like preachy or it never feels like it lands on a definite no, moral right it's not it's not um making too many uh judgments it's just kind of like here are all of these circumstances like it never really comes down even though paul dano is revealed to have not been the kidnapper and he didn't he do helped. anything he, he helped but like, like they he say, also, like he drove them or something. Yeah, he 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 drove them, or or they they probably uh he was probably the one that was able to convince the girls because he seems nice and harmless because he's basically a right. child himself. But like even though he didn't harm them or or and couldn't really have told Hugh Jackman anything anyway, it's like the movie never decide it never tells you that what Hugh Jackman did was the wrong thing to do or like you know what I mean because it's like no it's presenting all these like really tough moral yeah it's complicated because Hugh Jackman (laughs) guess what it works the the torturing of Paul Dano ultimately like gets Hugh Jackman to where he needs to be right and what they they actually frame it as like also Jake Gyllenhaal wouldn't have been there if it weren't for finding so like and i'm the movie is not saying like oh it was right no it's just a series of circumstances yeah that it presents and it's not it's it really doesn't want you to draw any conclusion like oh i guess torture is good like you no, it no, no very no, no. It much doesn't... isn't drawing that conclusion no it it does not like because i said Hugh a Jackman, lot of good oh i was just gonna say because it's not like the torture really works it's just again circumstance it's the circumstances of it yeah, yeah. and it the movie certainly doesn't shy away even though i said a lot of the, most of the torture happens off screen it's you still it's still very very hard to watch you like, feel it's, it yeah. yeah you feel it they don't like soften it at all um i think a lot of that is t- like the the title is really kind of ties together a lot of the themes the idea of prisoners and being imprisoned uh because every character sort of is yeah um and the movie is kind of a you could you could extrapolate that to tie into that that idea of like it's not really passing judgment it's just these are a set of circumstances that all these people are stuck in they are you might say trapped in um you know like a prisoner and it's sort of like oh yeah once you're in 
this is kind of how I was thinking about it in in that context. Like once you're a prisoner, like once you're on, I don't know, like once you're on death row with a bunch of other people or something like that, it's sort of like when you're on the inside, it sort of starts, it stops mattering why you're there. You know what I mean? And it's just, right. you're here now. And this is, you do you do what you have to do because this is the situation you're in. How you got here is irrelevant at this point from this perspective. So it's like, there's a lot of people doing extreme things in this movie, both, you know, Hugh Jackman, obviously, Jake Gyllenhaal less so, but like Melissa Leo, the bad guy, like what she's doing and like the uh, Paul Dano and, and uh, David Dusmalkian, Polka Dot Man, they're also behaving like maniacs, but like it's not like they don't come by it honest. Come by it honestly. It's like there's, yeah. I mean, Polka Dot Man, uh, yeah. sir. The record, <laughs> he's it's it's one of those things that uh, I I don't know how realistic his character is because it's a wild character. Oh yeah, because he is he is a walking uh, red herring. He is he is. He he is a victim of the kidnapping, right? He's like one of yes. the only victims who got away. Yes. Um, and the idea is that he is they Jake Gyllenhaal sees him at the memorial, and then they track him down, and he has the victim's clothing. Yeah. And what he doesn't know that we kind of already know, like the movie makes us clear, is that he just broke into their house and took their and clothes. Stole it. Yeah. And he, all the blood that they find is pig's blood because he is just obsessed with recreating the crime, essentially, against him. Like, he is just so fucked up, but he makes him look extremely guilty because well, he just has this house full of suitcases with blood in the victim's clothes. Blood and snakes. It's it's He's like the inverse of Hugh Jackman, right? So, like, Hugh Jackman's whole right. character is that he's this survivalist guy who's prepared for anything he's in complete control and that's like the core of his character and that's sort of why he spirals the way he does is because something happened that he wasn't able to stop and he can't do anything about it yeah there's a hint of like toxic masculinity although a it's not bit. it's not in your face they don't make him that kind of person um he's a little bit there's that a, kind of person but yeah yeah but there's a hint of like I'm supposed to take a man's supposed to take care of his family yeah. and I'm going to solve this. And I can't like, he can't just let the detective do his work, you know, no, like he it's can't. just it's not in him. He yeah. wasn't. Yeah. And, and it's um the, that scene that I, one of the scenes that I mentioned where Maria Bello really kills it is when she, one of the scenes where she's breaking down and she basically says that to him. He's like, yeah, you were supposed to protect us. You're supposed to protect all. How could you let this happen? Like you, you fucked this up. Yeah. And so it's, that's kind of what he's operating from. And then Polka Dot Man's kind of the inverse of that. Cause this is how he has control over it. Like he, he keeps drawing right. these mazes. He's like recreating. It seems like all of the abducted kids, like it's like, it, 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 this is his way of having control over it. So it's like, he's that what he does is like, he thinks is helping. Right, like they never fully explain what it is he's doing, but it's clearly like ritualistic. There, there's there's totems in it, obviously. Like he's taking their clothing, he's covering it in pig's blood, he's putting snakes in there because we learn that they used to torment the kids with snakes. Right. Um, so I, it's it, he's like Hugh Jackman, but in a chaotic way where it's like he's doing all this because he thinks that's how he's helping, and this is how he has control over this new disappearance. Um, yeah. So I, that, I don't know where I was going with that. But. No, no, but you're right, is that 
well, them as like kind of mirror opposites of each other. Yeah. Um, um, it's man. There's just so much going. Uh, there's we haven't even talked about Jake Gyllenhaal and everything he's doing, which apparently is was all his ideas because his character, Detective Loki. I, I it's it's like I wish they do this more for characters. He is just covered in things. <laughs> Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like he is he is built a fully realized person that we never really learn that much about. He has facial tics, he has weird tattoos, he has like he dresses like a scumbag, he has this like slick bag. He progressively gets more ski Ulrich in his hair. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? A little bit. As, yeah, he's as got, things fall yeah. apart, he gets yeah. more skeet. He gets yeah. skeet slowly. You can um, see the skeet creeping in. Yeah. You can see that skeet, skeet he's a, creeping. He's a real um, interesting character. Yeah, and we don't learn that much about him because it's not really the point. No. Um, it, except for the fact that he is driven by this idea. They say, like, you've never, you've solved every case. Mm-hmm. And so he's driven by, like, that pride. Where he's just like he's uh, dealing with Hugh Jackman and dealing with the family, like they just they do a good job at showing like how much this is like affecting him. It's how not, it's like it's not pride though. It's not pride. It's more like I I gotta do this. He has the connection like, there. Was we hear briefly the only thing we learn about oh, him. Oh yeah, his apart, dad. Apart from his facial tics and the fact he's covered in tattoos and he wear he always wears a collared shirt completely buttoned up, which. Because you can see a tattoo on his neck, and you see his tattoos on his knuckles, you assume he is covered in tattoos. Yeah, that's why he wears a button, a long sleeve button up that's completely buttoned to his neck. Um, and we learn he came from a boy's home, right? Because his dad shot himself, who was a prison guard, right? No, that was Hugh Jackman. Oh, you're right. That was Hugh Jackman. And he inherited sure. that that burned out Hulk of an apartment building where he right, keeps right, pulling right, in. Right, I mean, that's also that, important. That, that is, that is, that, I was going to say that's important to Hugh Jackman. Yeah. But you're right. Is that Gyllenhaal, the impression you get is that he's had some hard years. Yeah. And he's really, as a detective, he's incredibly methodical. Like, they don't do the broken genius thing, really. They no, do a I, little he's bit. actually, that's another part that I like about this movie is he's not a great detective. Like he's oh. fine, but he's not like Sherlock fucking Holmes. No, like, I was we're, gonna. We're often ahead of him. A little bit, but it's it's not anything that he's doing wrong. Like I no. I disagree that he's not a. I think he's a very no, no. good detective, but he's a he's a good detective in a way that's realistic and not magic. You're right. He's right. Just, he's not a genius. Yeah. He's just very. He's methodical to the point of almost being mechanical, except he has these flare ups of emotion. When they like get to a suspect, or when like he finds evidence of the kids or something, where it's like right. it's clear it's not about his record for him in this. He's he is trying to find these two kids right because he probably but, identifies with this whole situation. Oh, for sure. Um, I guess what it is is that his detective work, like he misses stuff. You know, there's the mm-hmm. part where he's like in the in the house and he doesn't even notice Paul Dano is getting tortured. Um, and so what they're doing is like he feels even though he probably isn't, he feels real. You know yeah. what I mean? Like a grounded like yeah. when you look, we watch him and you're like, yeah, I bet this is how detectives work. Like he's just sort of doing the work mm-hmm. uh, and and like he lucks he kind of lucks into it at the end. Um and so, like, it's still movie. It's still movie rules. Like, it's but it it feels as close to a real detective 
Yeah, because he's following. It's not even really luck. It's like it's an extension of that idea of circumstances you were talking about before. Because right. because of a series of circumstances, Hall is very suspicious of Hugh Jackman. Um, he knows yeah. he's up to... They never come out and say it, but you can tell he knows he's up to something. And it seems like he might... He's, he's trying to... He still, in his mind, he still has not cleared Hugh Jackman of the actual kidnapping. Well, yeah, because he uh, he's acting like a maniac. He's acting like, like no. a maniac, exactly. And no, so he's when following he... Hugh Jackman. I don't think I don't think yeah. it's I think it's pretty clear yeah. that he is suspects Hugh Jackman right. is they on just, his list. They just never come out and have him say, "I think he might have kidnapped his kid." Like he never well, he, says that when he walks <laughs> into just... the abandoned house. He says, "Am I going to find two little girls in here?" Yeah, and Hugh he's... Jackman just goes, "Ah, fuck you." Yeah. yeah. It's and the, the, I, I like that exchange for a lot of reasons, uh, but like it's another example of him just being methodical. Like you can almost see him checking things off. It's like, well, I've got to clear Hugh Jackman because he's he's the yeah. next person on my list. Got obviously you got to clear the the parents first. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, he's he's been coming. He's been lying about where he is. He's coming to this a bil- abandoned building that he owns, so nobody else can come in here. Uh, right. So yeah, he would ask him, "Am I going to find these two kids here?" So right, when but he also Jackman, he seems oh, ahead, it sorry. seems I was gonna say he doesn't really follow that like again this is kind of what where he's like he doesn't seem like the best cop because if he did think it was Hugh Jackman or suspected it you'd think he would turn that building upside down like he doesn't well if you first. remember why he leaves that building is because he gets a oh because he gets a he gets a lead polka yeah. dot man who you're is, right and then it's the, like okay on he's to the tastiest else. suspect they have so far because he yes. saw him acting weird at a candlelight vigil and then ran right when he tried right, right, to right. talk to him yeah that does make sense and he, I remember when he goes to the the to the mall he's like learns that he's been buying a lot of children's clothes of different sizes and has stolen some mannequins he's like all right this guy yeah. looks pretty good as this a is, suspect. Uh, we, we, we have our murderer yeah. yeah so he gets a call that they saw that guy that's why he hauls ass out of there and sort right. of forgets that about sense. that for a while yeah yeah but like when hugh jackman um when they come to the hospital after they find the first little girl they find terrence howard and viola davis's daughter first she gets she gets out she escapes yeah what what's your thought on that because it feels like that's almost like it's it's the, the the implication is almost like they are being rewarded for not torturing. Possibly. You know what I mean? Like that's how it's like in in I feel like that's the I symbolism think, of that. I think we're almost. meant to think about that. Yeah. Yeah. That they get their daughter back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're meant because to think they, about that, but like the movie doesn't say it really and No, no. And no. the movie is also saying a lot of things about not a lot of things, but it has it, it. The idea of God and faith is present in the film, and it's not generally a favor favorable view of it. No, um, not at all. So, I mean, but yes, that idea is for sure there. But like when Hugh Jackman goes running off and doesn't tell anybody where he's going, um, Gyllenhaal is chasing him like he's a suspect. And then yeah, when Jackman he's gets acting like right, because he they, yeah they found a the little girl who's like he immediately tries to ask her where'd you see my daughter where'd you see my daughter and then he runs off. Sure well, seems the girl like says you were there. You were there, and yeah. that's that's why Hugh Jackman realizes, oh, I was there. I was so at the. It, it was Melissa yeah. Leo, yeah. But yeah, Gyllenhaal yeah. thinks he's going back to his apartment building, so that's where he goes. Right. Uh, yeah. No. That that's so good. Yeah. I love that because it it. This is such a well put yeah. together film. Because if you think because about it, like it at creates that this point, moment where Gyllenhaal is like, 
He, oh, he fucking killed them. He, I know yeah, where yep, he's going. Yep. Yeah. He's, he's, going, that, that he's moment, going back like, to the house. He's the only suspect the left. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so. So they set that up perfectly uh-huh. where it's like, and then of course he falls, Paul finds Paul Dano. Yeah. And of course that creates this perfect gap between Hugh Jackman getting kidnapped and put in a hole and yep. Jake Gyllenhaal showing up because someone has to l- tell this lady, we found your son. Uh, it's perfect. Yeah. It's so good. And then of course him finding the daughter and hauling ass out of there leaves Hugh Jackman there. So that like, in his most, in, in it, like, that is probably the most likely Hugh Jackman was of getting people's attention, where he was just, you know, he's just there, uh, just injured. But of course, over time, he loses, yeah, energy. And by the time they come back, they could barely hear him. Yeah, it, it's oh, just, he's, uh, oh, he's in a, he's in a, <laughs> Dave, he's in a prison of his own construction. Yeah. See, it all goes back to prisoners. <laughs> yeah. It's so well constructed, though, in terms of the, how the plot happens mm-hmm. all the little pieces moving like mm-hmm. some of it is very much like oh yeah perfect perfect timing but that's all movies. it is a movie yeah yeah <laughs> um it's just so mm, mm. Mm-hmm. yeah mm. delicious <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's yeah. by the by the end of the movie all of his hugh jackman's power and uh, i want to say rage but it's more about the his spiraling when he's losing control and we learn a little bit about him that like his father committed suicide in front of him and left him this building that he can't do anything with like he we learn that he doesn't have the money to repair it so it just sits right. there um so it's this it's this literal burden that his father has left it left with him in additional to the in addition to the mental one so we kind of get the feeling like this is where his idea his need to be in control of everything at all times probably comes from Right. And so like by the end of the movie, he is so reduced by his own spiraling by, you know, a, a, yeah. a, a gap in that armor of what he thought was total control that he is just in this pit blowing on weakly blowing on this tiny whistle he gave to his daughter in or, you know, her emergency whistle that he made her have so yep. that he he could keep her safe. So it's mm. Mm, so good. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jake Gyllenhaal is did the stuff. Yeah. He saved the daughter. He saved the day. Mm-hmm. It's it's that idea of, yeah, he basically, Hugh Jackman worked himself into such a fucking tizzy that he caused a problem for the investigation. Uh, you know, he became a suspect. He does that thing. He's such a, Hugh Jackman is not the hero, if people haven't figured this out. No, he's um, not. Like when they first... Um, when they when he when they find the bloody clothes and they think oh she's definitely dead he jackman blames jake chillenhall he says you 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 were you followed me hard to argue with him because from it's it's interesting it, this story like we mentioned it's two different movies so it's unfolding from two different points of view and if you think about it from hugh jackman's point of view he's like i'm doing everything i can like i'm i'm right. reducing myself to kidnapping and torturing this this guy who's barely barely has course, the mental capabilities of a child and this fucking cop is just following me and then right, from Gyllenhaal's course, point of view Jackman's behaving like a maniac yeah that's the thing is he's not right Hugh Jackman he is acting suspicious and yeah. the cop is therefore following him yes and so like he's projecting like this is all your fault and it's like no man no man you he, you, you he wouldn't be following you if you weren't keeping a man hostage in your apartment yeah. building yeah so it's Hugh Jackman, just it's that need for control 
mm-hmm. destroying not only him but like sabotaging the people around him too. And his fa- he's like abandoning like Maria yeah. Bello just his- spends days she doesn't know what time it is like yep. drugged out I think in bed. That's the point of the sun that he yeah. because the first scene is him taking his son hunting yeah. and telling him about like what it means to be a man or to take care of things uh and um about what his father told him and he's passing it on to him and he's also passing on this dysfunction yeah like that's what's happening is we're watching because we see the son a few times and the son is just like not really a character he's like a witness of it all and the, yeah, that's what we're seeing, right? Gotta, that's the yeah, whole point. He has of a Gyllenhaal of... with his his father or his mm-hmm. parents, Hugh Jackman and his father. It, I I do think there's a lot of toxic masculinity here. Yeah, there's definitely of the idea, an idea of it being of it. passed yeah. down from generation to generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do see a little bit of the son, um, where we see, he has a couple of scenes where we're seeing he's doing what Hugh Jackman should be doing. He's at home comforting the mom he's at home doing the vigils doing the searches being with the terrence howard and viola davis's family he's doing all the things that hugh jackman should be doing and he gets one really he gets like one good scene where he finally yells at jackman because he that uh, another huge thing that 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 old huge huge jackman does is he decides to not tell the 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 wife the mom about uh the bloody clothes. He's like, you do not tell your mom about this. I don't believe she's dead. We're going to find her. And then his son finally says, what are you, you're not going out help. You're going out and getting drunk. And we know that he, that's not really the truth. Like he's only picking up booze because he wants Gyllenhaal to think that's what he's doing. But it's also, you are doing it. (laughs) And you're leaving your family twisting in the wind while you're doing it. It's the idea of like, like, I don't know about you. I've met people like Hugh Jackman in this, right? Uh-huh. It's, it's guys who, like, grew up with this, like, manly notion of, like, what you know, like, especially living in, like, more um, country areas. Yeah. I've, you know, with hunters and stuff. Where And it's not everybody. It's not everybody who hunts. No, no, no. It's no. Not this everybody. is a very specific kind of person. Yeah. I've also met very ma- masculine acting guys who are balanced. But it's it's a very specific misconception of masculinity and like that idea here that like you can't not be in control you have to you have to drive you know it's Mm -hmm. i'm driving every time i'm doing this i'm in and that and the problem is that life you're not always in control Mm -mm. that's one of the things rarely in control (laughs) yeah it's it's and so like if a person like that if you ever see them get sick or like something like this happens, they break. They fundamentally break. They short circuit. Yeah, they start so taking like, horse medicine, Dave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that and that's what we're showing showed here is that Hugh Jackman is so used to being in control that he turns into a fucking baby the moment life does something unexpected that he can't control. And yeah, and then, and he has instead of doing like what the actual thing that uh, this this guy should be doing is taking care of his family, trusting the cops, and accepting the fact that there's nothing he can really do. And I get it, like that's tremendously hard. Thing. hard. Yeah, hard thing to do. And, and that's we know yeah. he's got. It's not just his pride. We know he has this ad- additional trauma that cr- caused 
him to develop this personality. Right. Where it's like it's it's like they don't come out and say this, uh, but it's all there in the film. Where it's like he saw his dad kill himself, so it's like you can infer that's like well his need to be in control springs from that. And like the being out of control puts him right back in that place. And he does yeah. not want to be that 15 year old boy that had to clean up his dad's corpse again. Right. Like, yeah, it's so it's, good. Dave. It's so good. It's so it's good. It's such a good movie. You guys, it's man. Just fucking watch prisoners. You guys, I don't know. Fucking Roger Deakins shot it. Got a got an Oscar nom for it. The Deeks. Really? The Deeks. Yeah. He, he's a cinematographer. Apparently, Ryan Gosling was going to be Jake Gyllenhaal, but they had just worked on Enemy, and he they just like uh, I guess Gyllenhaal did this movie without an audition, uh, which makes sense. I could see Ryan Gosling playing that character. Yeah, you totally could, but mm. luckily he got. Yeah, to Yeah, I be, do. Lo- I fucking love Gyllenhaal in this movie. He's so this good. was this was a movie that th- this was a script apparently going around for a while. It was gonna have Mark Wahlberg and Christian Bale. Which honestly, I can kind of see that Christian Bale as the um as the like cop, Mar- right? Mar- yeah Mark Wahlberg perfect for toxic masculinity. Mark Wahlberg um, would have pro I mean he wouldn't have been as good as Hugh Jackman, but he wouldn't no, have been no, all right is- in that role. Like I can well, com- I can clearly see him in that role. The part I'm not mentioning is that that uh, was going to have Brian Singer directing. So oh, okay. dodged a bullet, dodged mm. a bullet there. Mm. But this was a script that has been going around for a while, and for good reason. And it was a yeah, a lot of people were attached to it at certain points. Uh, yeah, I I mean I could see why. Mm-hmm. And I think everything that happened happened perfectly. Yeah, it's a like, tight it, script. Yeah, and it came out so well. Yeah, this movie is. I don't. I'm not going to call this movie underrated, but it's like I feel like people don't think about this movie nearly as much as they should. Yeah. I think you should accurate. wake up. Yeah, you should wake up and be thinking about the movie Prisoners yeah. every day. Yeah, I mean it's it's nine years old at this point, but I mean, yeah, we can't really call it underrated. It it was a it did well. I mean, it's a, this is a hundred million dollar movie. Yeah, um, and it got an Oscar nom, so we can't really say it was underrated. But yeah, it it feels like it doesn't come up a lot in conversations uh, about Denis Villeneuve, and it's like this is like his best fucking movie. Like this is an incredible film. Yeah, um, I really I'm I. I'm trying to think of this Blade Runner. I'm trying to think of my favorite ones of his. I really like Enemy, but I understand. <laughs> Enemy's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. Enemy is fucking weird. You know what's honestly, at this point, lower on the list is Dune. Dune is lower on the list for his films for me. Um, which isn't that, that has nothing to do with Dune. No, Dune's just pretty made, sweet. <laughs> yeah, he's just made better films. Yeah. He's made so sure. many better films. Everyone who has ever made Dune, Dave, has made better films than Dune. That's true. That is very true. I don't think that's on them. I think that's on Dune. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> Dune is only going to get as good as Dune can get. That's all I'm going to say. Fair. That's I do fair. love Dune. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody loves Dune. Everybody loves Dune. It's the, it's the motion <laughs> picture event of the year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, that's all. That's yeah, all I got. I really don't have anything else to say aside from watch prisoners, you, you goofballs. Yeah. It's and, good uh, as shit. Yeah. And thank you, Ricky Picks. Ricky Pickles. Ricky Picks. Or is it Ricky Prickles? Hold on. I think it's Ricky Prickles. I I wrote down here Ricky Prickles. Ricky Pick so, Prickles Pickles. Honestly One of those names was correct. Ricky Prickles is also pretty good. Yeah. They're all this is all this is all A list material. Yeah, but yeah, thank you for um top tier. You know, 
giving us this list. Other movies on this list was Minority Report. I kind of wanted to do A Cure for Wellness only because that movie is like three hours long and I watched it once and I'm like, I feel like I'm never going to watch it again unless someone has to make me. Uh, I've never seen it, so. Oh, it's fine. Yeah, I debated that one, but I also knowing that it was like two and a half hours long, it's like, well, if I'm going to spend two and a half hours watching a movie, I want it to be Prisoners. Yeah, same here. Um, Crimson Tide was on this list. Ah, Man. Crimson Tide. Mm, mm. I could Sunshine. Fuck with Crimson Tide. Listen, Dave. <laughs> all the all these were good, but Prisoners won, and Prisoners I'm glad it out. did. Yeah, yeah. So thank you, Ricky Prickles. Um, listen, we have a Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/GamefullyUnemployed. If you go on there for five dollars a month, you get access to uh, a bunch of podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman and Fox Mulder's Maniac mm. and Star Trek: The Next Futurama and Spielboys. Mm. Delicious. Um, yeah, just five, five of your dollars, just five of your five dollars, teeny weeny little bucks. One month, once, once, once a month, five mm-hmm. of your dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, check that out. Like we also watch movies. Yeah, we watch movies with our patrons every Friday night, and then we have tiers like this where people can, um, you know, have us review movies or shows or whatever mm-hmm. uh, that they that they pick. So that these they are demand. all things, yeah, that they demand, yeah. Yeah, go check go check it out. We've got we've got some some tasty tiers over there. We also have a store. Head over to gamefleetemployed.com where you can find a link to our Teespring store. We have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs that you can get on t-shirts, mugs, posters, stickers, all kinds of things. So check that out. Check it out. Check it check, out. Check it out. Check it out. And watch prisoners. And, and watch prisoners. You know, yeah, you know. Don't don't torture Paul Dano. No. No, but if you can, trap Hugh Jackman. Yes. Yeah, you, you collect the Hugh Jackmans. You, you collect got yourself Hughes. a little Wolverine. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you got to collect them. Mm-hmm. C- catch them all. Yeah, watch out for the claws, though. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they'll have claws. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the spiky boys. They bite. <laughs>